The Ectoplasm Show is brought to you by North KC's Big Rip Brewing Company. Lighten up dark matter, have a craft beer. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining us is my good pal, partner in crime, the good doctor himself, Mr. Jason Koopsik. What's up, sir? I, uh, I'm sweating. I don't know why I'm sweating. <laughs> it's hot in here. I'm, I'm I have sweating. the AC on, actually. Do you now? I've had the AC on the last couple of days. If it gets above... 55 for me i it's too hot Jesus Christ. <laughs> dude it is like it hit 70 today and like i don't know man if it's 50 outside like i'm still in a coat i'm still in a yeah, coat yeah me. oh man i remember growing up and stuff like that where once it hit 50 degrees people were like wearing shorts to school I'm wearing you know, shorts right now that is so hot you can't say things like that, man. We're trying to be all serious. You can't do it. Who said we were trying to be serious? You know what I mean. We're working. We're working right now, man. Are we? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. Uh, I think you got to get paid for it to be called like work, right? Is that right? Yeah, but what's considered paid? We get something. We get stuff and things, don't we? You know, speaking... Yeah. Speaking of uh, stuff and things, I had um, a very interesting uh, parcel package arrive in the mail oh, today. Oh, yeah? I did. Um, it was hilarious, though, because <laughs> as I'm sitting at work today, um, I got a text message from my wife, and it says <laughs> the craziest thing. So our buddy over at Paranormal Warehouse, Mr. Mike Diamond, sent me... Uh, something that we'll get into here in a minute. Uh, sent me something in the Wait, mail. Is there in there? What's that now, pal? Is there a bottle opener in there for me? No. Oh. No, I already got God my bottle opener. What the hell are you talking you about? You got a bottle opener. <laughs> I need to get a package. <laughs> no, if you guys want to see what we're talking about, this is a really cool uh, Paranormal Warehouse bottle bottle opener right there. Pretty sweet. Got the logo on it and everything. I don't- you're I jealous have bottle of openers, I but I don't this. have a paranormal warehouse one. It's so cool. But anyway, it was not a bottle opener. Anyway, so anyway, I'll get into what it was here in a second. So my wife texts me and she goes, "Hey, I got Mike Diamond's package in my hands." <laughs> I'm like, "Whoa." I'm like, I didn't even realize he was in town. Like, what's up? You know what I mean? Oh, my God. I'm jealous over here, you know? Um, it, it got to be like this really jealous, long running jealous joke. Jealous of Mike or jealous of your wife? Jealous of my wife. What you, come on. Oh. Keep up, Koopsik. Come on. <laughs> but I was like, oh, my gosh, man. Um, like, it, it became like this uh, this running joke between her and I for like a solid hour talking about Mike Diamond's package. And it wasn't until then I got home, had the package in my hand for myself, that I then took a picture and sent it to Mr. Mike Diamond himself. And I said, uh, I absolutely love having your package in my hands. And I told him the story. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. So what he sent me is even more exciting than the package in hand. Um, so, yeah. yeah, he sent me a mobile Wi-Fi hotspot, right? Now, uh, what we're <clears throat> yeah. So what we're I gonna do to, with this, guys? Oh yeah. So what we're doing with this, guys, is um, with my uh, 360 degree camera. Uh, we're gonna hook the camera up. We're gonna hook the Wi-Fi hotspot up, and we are going to be streaming a live 360 degree um, investigation at Malvern Manor. 
probably next week. I'm saying it's next week. Malvern is booked every night this week. Um, literally Sunday to Sunday. It is booked every single night. So next week, look for us sometime. Uh, we're still hashing out when exactly that's going to be happening. Uh, but check on Paranormal Warehouse's uh, Facebook page. We'll probably post something about it on the Ecto page. I'll definitely be posting about it on Malvern Manor's page as well. But yeah, 360 degree. Um, I, this is almost as interactive as it gets without fucking being there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I am super stoked about this. So it should be a lot of a lot of fun. Like I said, more more excited about the 360 degree thing than holding diamonds package. I want a package. Excuse me. I had something in my throat. What'd you say, pal? I said I want a package. <laughs> I heard what you said. <laughs> I mean, I have a package. Do you? It's pretty, uh, it's pretty substantial. Bul- it's pretty bulky. <laughs> it's pretty <laughs> substantial. Oh, my God. I can't hold it all in one hand. Is that true? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, it actually is. Especially when the temps get above 55 degrees. <laughs> he starts sweating. <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. This is great. So, um, what's new? What's new in your world, my friend? Mm, I don't know if anything's new. Nothing really new, so to speak. Did you find any uh, any cool cool news stories for well, us? I got one here. Yeah. Well, I got a text. We got a we got a text this week. Let me just pull it up. I don't know why I can't pull it up on my tablet. So you know, pull it up on my phone. Pull it up. <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm working on it, guys. Now this is really cool though. They sent a story, didn't they? Yeah, so um hey this is hey there again. Please read this to Josh or send it to Josh. Alright. Oh, so it's not a story. He says it's about dolls and it's fictional, but still I want him to shit his pants. Great. Keep up the good work, guys. Michael. Well thanks, Michael. <laughs> I appreciate click it. Click on it. See. No, I'm excited about this. Let's do this. Um it's not too long. Okay. All right. It's called Pediophobia. Oh. It's from the No Sleep thread on Reddit. So, uh, when I was a little girl, I had a doll collection, a series of porcelain dolls, rag dolls, puppets, a china doll, just the typical dolls most little girls had. Horse They were scattered... <laughs> anyway, they were scattered <laughs> around my room. Just because you don't let your girls have dolls doesn't mean that they have don't. plenty of dolls. Okay, it's not those fucking dolls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my parents got rid of those dolls when I t- was seven. Very smart. I've almost never been in the same room with a doll ever since for okay. over twenty years. My recollection of what happened is hazy at best. I've tried hard to bury it. And I rarely think about it at all. But given that it's been happening lately, I feel I have a confront or I have to confront these old memories. I remember lying in bed in the dark looking at those dolls. I know how it sounds for those reading this, how ridiculous it seems, but I could swear that they were aware. They or that they were looking at me. It sounds like nothing strange, just a little girl's imagination playing tricks on her, but then things got weirder. One morning, I woke up, and the dolls had been moved around in different locations. My small Uh. porcelain doll in the purple dress was always kept on my cabinet. It had a red bow on the front. The dress was decorated with various types of flowers. The doll had its hair in a ponytail that hung down beside its left shoulder. When I woke up in the morning, the doll was on my bedside table right beside me. No. Even as a little girl, I didn't really believe these dolls were moving. I thought maybe I... What's that? You dropped out. In the night. You you know, wait a second. You dropped out there for a second. You dropped out. Oh, you glitched too. 
We're just glitching uh, so all even over. Even as a little girl, I didn't really believe that these dolls were moving. I thought maybe I switched them and didn't remember. Okay. Or maybe my mother moved them for some reason in the night. So... Okay. Interesting. Uh, so, the next night, I tried something. I didn't like the dolls looking at me, so I turned them all to face the wall. When I woke up in the morning, they had all turned around again facing me. This is the first time the whole situation had me really scared. Until then, I was more confused than anything. I decided to ask my mom if she'd been touching my dolls in the night. (laughs) She said, or she kind of laughed and said, why on earth would I do that? I laughed it off as well, but the truth was that I was now terrified. Yeah, screw that. I wanted, yeah. (laughs) Burn the dolls. I wanted nothing to do with those dolls. I put them all in a large box and hid it in my closet. It was the first night I slept well in weeks. When I came home from school that afternoon, my mom sat me down and said she wanted to talk. What's happening with your dolls, she asked. Why are you hiding them away? Why did you ask me if I was moving them? I decided to tell her the truth. My dolls are scaring me. They're moving in the night. I don't want them in my room any longer. My mom smiled. She told me that my imagination was just playing tricks on me. She said she'd return the dolls to the shelves, but that she'd sleep with me in the bedroom that night. It's now to show me it's okay. I didn't like the idea of having the dolls back out, but I reluctantly agreed. We left the door open that night just enough to let a little bit of light in. My mother teased me a bit. She joked that the dolls were moving. That's so mean. My mom made me feel better. (laughs) That is so mean. But my mom fell asleep right away. Are you frozen, Josh? Can you hear me? I can hear you just fine. Josh. I can hear you just fine. Shit. Are you serious right now? Here, give me a fuck. Josh break. is frozen. I can hear you. I'm hearing you. Can you hear me? This is absolutely for. Ret- <laughs> oh my god. Koopsick. Doctor, feel good. You gotta be shitting me. You gotta be fucking shitting me. I wanted to see what the rest of the story was. All right, so hopefully we're back. Hopefully. Can you still hear me? I can hear you, yeah. Muy bueno. Wow. Right, let me finish up the story. Yeah, like that's we'll what I was on. excited about. I want to hear how this story is going to end here. Damn dolls. All right, so I'll start back. Where did you last hear? Yeah, I couldn't even tell you if I tried at this point. Okay. I'm still blinded um, with rage. So, did, what did, did I get to the part where they talked to the mom? Did you hear the part where... Yeah, you said that mom her? was, like, poking fun at her. Like, while oh, yeah. they were so in she was bed. The, okay. Yeah. Okay, so... Which is a sh- complete uh, dick move. The butt, my mom fell asleep almost right away. I felt alone again in that room. I couldn't help but stare at the dolls. A china doll was almost right beside me on the bedside table. The doll in the purple dress was directly across from my bed on the cabinet. (laughs) I looked at the purple doll. I tried to convince myself that nothing would happen, that I was just being silly. But then the doll raised its head and looked right at me. It blinked its eyes. I would like you all reading this to imagine it. (laughs) <laughs> Is there a doll in the room you're in right now or a statue? Anything with a face and eyes stare at it. Now imagine right now that it slowly turned its head and looked at you. Slimer? Slimer getting you? I'm actually I'm looking at uh, Mr. Stay Puffed up here. Uh, I was so horrified. I slowly touched my mom to try and wake her up. I looked to my left, but where the China doll should have been, it wasn't there. It moved what? somewhere. I looked back up to the purple dress doll. It had moved closer. I couldn't see it ever so slightly. In- I could see it ever so slightly inching towards me. I screamed as loud as I could. I remember my mom waking up and trying to calm me down. She eventually started yelling at me, shaking me. 
but I wouldn't stop screaming. It was piercingly loud. <laughs> Eventually, my dad came into my bedroom. I remember my mother and him yelling at each other, trying to figure out what to do. <laughs> my, dad, <laughs> my dad picked me up, tried holding me, but I screamed, I clawed, I bit. I had completely lost control. Yeah. I remember my dad yelling at my mother, trying to convince her of something. She reluctantly agreed. Oh, my gosh. We need to throw her out the window right now. <laughs> um, oh, my God. I lost. Okay. Ice. Did you cut I, out? I, again? I'm, I'm still here. I've, oh. Okay. I've lost the spot. Uh, she raised out of or she raised out of her hand and slapped me hard across my face all right my screaming stopped for just a moment then the piercing wall wail continued she raised out her arm and did it again harder this time i finally stopped the dolls mommy the dolls i tried to her oh my god oh i'm sorry we couldn't get you to stop i'm so sorry she hugged me and the dolls were taken away never to be brought out again maybe next time you'll believe your kid <laughs> Jeez. This is messed up. Damn, man. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm like, oh. Anytime that you're silent, I swear to God, I'm just going to imagine that we've lost you again. No, I was reading ahead. So... I'm now 29 and I've never slept in a room with a doll. I've barely even been the same building as one. Are you there, Josh? I am here, yeah. Shit. This God is some bullshit. Like, I can hear everything that you're it's saying. It's story. I can hear are everything you're saying. That? I can hear everything you're saying. You are coming through crystal clear. Okay. Yeah, fuck <laughs> me. Yelling. You are... I, I shut off my video. Can you hear me? Yes. Fuck me. Um... No, come on now. After graduating high school, I thought about moving away to university, but I thought, but then I thought that I might be stuck with a roommate who had a doll collection, or that even other students in the dorms would have them. No, I couldn't risk it. I'm married now, and even my husband doesn't really know the full story. I've told him on many occasions that I don't like dolls. He just shrugs it off and accepts it. <laughs> but my a, husband. <laughs> My husband and I also have a little girl. She's seven years old now. Over the years, she received a few dolls as gifts. Yeah. What can I do? She's a little girl. She'll have dolls. How can I keep dolls away from my little girl? They stay in her room, and I try to rarely go in there. Things are always fine in the daytime. Even when I was a little girl, I'm embarrassed to say, but I'm not sure if I've ever been in my daughter's room in the night. What? I don't really believe the dolls could move. I just convinced myself it was a phobia. Huh. There's even a name for it, pediophobia. Lots of people are scared of strange things. This is my strange phobia. My daughter was preparing for a school play, and my husband helped her pick out the costume earlier that day. I hadn't seen it yet. My husband let me know that he would be home very late. My daughter called down to me before her bedtime. Mommy, come see my costume. <laughs> I walked up to her bedroom and opened the door. The lights were off for some reason. My eyes looked, took a moment to adjust. And then I saw my daughter. She was standing perfectly still in the center of the room, not moving an inch. She wore a purple dress, a red ribbon on the front, and her hair was in a ponytail hanging beside her left shoulder. No. Her head slowly, no. oh so slowly, started turning no. to look at me. Her eyes blinked. My daughter started inching closer. I slammed the door. I'm not downstairs writing this out. I have absolutely no idea what to do next. I think I'm in shock. I can't just get rid of my daughter. How do you think like your seven-year-old feels? Dolls. <laughs> She's got a fucking complex now. And so the next step for you, sweetheart, is probably to pay for therapy. That is an outstanding story. Man. Says, uh, but now I can hear her coming down the stairs very slowly. I'm frightened. Fighting the urge to scream like I did when I was a little girl. Mother, she's saying. It doesn't even sound like her voice. It doesn't what? even sound human. I need to submit this now. Oh, my God. My daughter's costume slightly resembles that doll. The childhood of my phobia triggered some overreaction. Um, dot, 
and then it's just like they're typing (laughs) (laughs) wow this is amazing absolutely amazing I uh I got a creepy doll story for you my friend oh okay it literally just happened on Sunday as I was uh, giving giving a tour uh, at Malvern Manor. Uh, had a group of uh, girls, uh, probably I think anywhere in age from thirteen to seventeen years old. So I mean, there was probably eight of them or whatever. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. They were. Uh, doing their thing I because as we do a tour or whatever it takes about a half hour to give uh, people a general walkthrough tour history claims of activity things like that and then I give them a half hour on their own to walk around wherever they want to go check out anything they want to check out uh, and they can always come downstairs and find me and ask questions or whatever um, but the girls were Upstairs, and they're like, Hey, will you come check this out? They were in Inez's room, you know, uh, the room that little girl spirit uh, resides in. And there's a lot of creepy ass dolls in there. One doll, um, which was given to us by our good friend Jesse, she uh, left this doll there, and it has this little wind up thing on it. And it plays music, and the doll also kind of sways back and forth. It's creepy as hell. Uh, but Inez seems to be drawn to that doll the most, most often. It was interesting because the doll started playing music on its own. Like, nobody had touched the doll whatsoever. It just started playing music. Um, and I, I don't think that thing's been wound up in, in weeks. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's uh, it was pretty freaktastic. And I was right there when it happened. And I, you know, I didn't hang out very long. Like, after that, I was gone, so... It was interesting, though. Very interesting. That's cool. No. It's not. No? No. Fuck no. Not at all. No. Not at all. This is... I have a story here that's super cool. It has nothing to do with dolls. All right, let's hear it. Although, I do want to thank Michael, though, for uh, submitting that to us. Because now I won't be able to sleep tonight. But that's cool. Whatever. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, European rocket scientists pledged to make the first private moon landing in 2018. Private moon landing uh, could be made by a group of European scientists. Let's see here. Um, rocket engineers. They're calling themselves PT scientists, which stands for part-time scientists. Have you heard of these peeps? No. Uh, so they're building uh, this landing module and two separate rovers, uh, which are actually expected to launch uh, in the 2018 uh, Elon would you Musk take a ride. Well, this Elon Musk. Uh, I know it's a rover, but would you go on a ride on something that PT scientists send up in space? I don't know. Like all I do know is they're going to put this on board with uh, Elon Musk's SpaceX Falcon 9 rocket, which is set to, I believe, what? Orbit the moon? They're going to be orbiting the moon. I don't believe they're landing on the moon, but he's... um, Elon Musk is uh, supposedly recruiting this year, um, you know, not necessarily PT scientists or anything like that, but... um, I think just general people. And I think he's only taken, like, there's only going to be, like, four people um, that are allowed to do this. But uh, it's kind of interesting. So it says the landing module, <clears throat> excuse me again, will then be programmed to touch down in the Taurus Litro Valley, uh, about two miles away from the site where uh, the final Apollo 17 mission then landed. Uh, says it'll then deploy two rovers with the aim of tracking down NASA's moon buggy, which was left behind uh, by Gene Cernan, uh, the last the last man on the moon. Uh, the team is keen to find out how well the buggy has survived on the lunar surface. Uh, because, I mean, we're talking 46 years since humans, you know, were driving around 
basically on the up on the moon here. Uh, the site was also chosen because the pictures taken by the Apollo 17 team show that uh, that area is flat. Uh, now, on Sunday, the group announced that it teamed up with British telecommunications giant uh, Vodafone, who will provide the high-tech speed link then uh, to link from the, basically, for communications back to Earth. Um, they say this is a crucial first step for sustainable exploration of the solar system. Um, that was the, the chief executive of the PT scientist, Robert Bohm. Uh, and he also says, in order for humanity to leave the cradle of Earth, we need to develop infrastructures beyond our human planet. With mission to the moon, we will establish and test the first elements of a dedicated communications network on the moon. Now, I do know that these rovers that they were talking about have also been, uh, these have been designed uh, by Audi, as in the people that make the, the cars. Oh, not like the opposite of any? No, not the opposite of any. This is Audi. <laughs> or Audi or whatever however the fuck you want to pronounce it. I don't have enough money. I never have uh, learned really how to pronounce it. Because it's just not in my wheelhouse. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, it says we'll be collecting a lot of scientific data on the moon. And the high-speed data connectivity will enable the rovers to communicate, um, send valuable data back to Earth. Uh, I mean, that's... It's interesting as hell that this is what uh, this is what we're up to. This is what we're going to do. Elon Musk himself is kind of a fascinating character um, to do this. But we do know that at, you know at this time, we try to find this. There is kind of another space race going on here. Um, let's see. They it says yeah. However, this team that we were just talking about here could still lose this space race program or to uh, to five other companies who are competing uh, for the Google Lunar X Prize, a $20 million competition uh, to become, you know, the first team to put a probe on the moon, have it travel at least a third of a mile, and then send live video and photos back to Earth. Now, question, my friend. If they were able to uh, make this happen, if this whole thing came to fruition and they were able to put a probe on there and have a live feed and send pictures back, have live video going back to Earth, what does that mean for the people that think that the original lunar mission never happened? What does that have? Like, what does that do to that theory? Does it shoot they it to hell? They would just think that this or is fake, too. They would just, either one, they would think this is fake, or two, they would think, oh, well, this is actually the first time we've landed on the moon. Right? Yeah, probably. I, I mean, honestly. Well, I mean, there's a difference between sending things there and sending people there. Absolutely. I don't, I mean, well, I, there are I, going I know to be... that there's people out there that debate that we've even left our planet. Yeah, for sure. At, or we've sent even satellites up. That's because um, it's flat, right? Is it because the Earth's flat? No. <laughs> not necessarily. <laughs> but no, there's people that have debated that we haven't even sent satellites up or any other equipment up. Well, I or would totally disagree sent, with like, that. But yeah. Uh, rovers or whatever to the moon. Interesting. But then there's people that think that that has happened. We just haven't sent people up there. So crazy. So this still wouldn't be people getting there. Right. Now, the people that we're talking about with Elon Musk's group, like I said, these are, I, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, we're talking civilians basically here. Uh, we're talking like four civilians or PT scientists, part time scientists, whatever you want to call them. Uh, basically orbiting the moon. They would then launch this thing down. I don't know for sure. But it, it's interesting, you know. It's freaking amazing. The thing that terrifies me about space travel in general is there is absolutely no... There is no rescue. There is no rescue whatsoever. If you go up there and some shit goes down, shit goes down. And that's it. That's the end of it. Die, I fucking lose you again. So you wouldn't go? No. Are you kidding me? No. 
Absolutely not. It makes me wonder who these uh, part-time scientists are and if they are, in fact, uh, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say the words. No, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say, what if they're celebrities? You know what I'm saying? Make it like how a, long make it has like a show? How long? Oh fuck me! Of course they would. How long has Lance Bass from InSync wanted to go to the moon? He was almost there. Actually, he almost actually did what it. What are you talking about? Are you kidding me? You never heard no. about this? No. You okay? For any of you out there listening that have not heard about this, Lance Bass. He uh, was a singer. Or the group, uh, late '90s, early 2000s, called In Sync. He wanted to go to the moon. He was actually in training to do so. I forget exactly what the circumstances were that kept him from actually doing this, but it was looking like he was going to the fucking moon. Um, but it never Isn't happened. That with NASA? What? Look this shit up. I'm not even lying. But NASA to you. hasn't sent people to the moon since. since like, what, what made him think that he had a chance? I don't know, man. I think he just. I don't know. He wanted to either go to the moon or go to the space. Go to space. That's it. I swear to you. If I'm lying, I'm buying, brother. Like, I don't I even swear know which you. one he is. Like, I don't either. It's just like it's ridiculous. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I've got too many jokes, man. Yeah, way too many jokes. He's the one that's uh, not Justin Timberlake. Well, isn't it like six <laughs> or eight of them that aren't Justin Timberlake? He's also uh, not the Greek fella. Not the Greek one. Which one's Greek? How can you tell? Are you racist? You could tell all Greeks by the way they look. Okay, well, how about this? Anybody with a set of fucking <laughs> eyeballs could tell if a guy's Greek or not. So, <laughs> fuck the whole racist comment. I don't comment. know about that. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> this guy, he was also oh, the Greek one, <laughs> okay, was uh, in my big fat Greek wedding. That's another little spoiler uh, for you. Um, it's also not the guy uh, with the weird hair that had like almost dreadlocks. It's not him. There's a couple other ones in there. But yeah, one of one of the other ones is Lance. <laughs> like, I don't know. But yeah. You need to check that shit out. No, that's okay. No, it's actually quite interesting. What in the world? You know what? You want to know what else is interesting? Hit it. So, everybody knows that nowadays people can just kind of decide what they want to be. Like a man can decide that they want to be a woman, or a woman can decide they want to be a man. I just decided Uh, I want to become Greek. Yeah. There it is. Well, you should be able to do it. I mean, I don't see why not, because in New Zealand, yeah. they've granted a river personhood. Okay, what? <laughs> what the, <laughs> the river wanted to be a person. <laughs> All right. River in New Zealand granted personhood. Because it, it, it can communicate? It There's feelings. actually a reason behind it, but it's still... Okay. Weird way. Um, an epic legal battle in New Zealand uh, has finally come to an end with a rather unique conclusion uh-huh. as a revered river was recognized as having the same rights as a person. Wow. Since the 1870s, the Wanagi or Wanang. I like Waganu, Waganui oh, okay. River has been at the center of a dispute between the government of New Zealand and the native Morai or Maori Maori <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce it I wouldn't have a clue M-A-O-R-I people who believe that the river has a direct connection to their well-being uh, oh. lawmakers finally relented to the line of thinking by passing legislation that rewarded the river all of the benefits of personhood afforded to any other New Zealander. That's amazing. The declaration serves to protect the river by allowing it to be represented in court as if it were an actual person. Since the river cannot speak for itself, right. a pair of proverbial guardians, one from the government and the other from the tribe, 
wow. will be tasked with the duty. That's got to be uh, <laughs> that's got to be pro bono work, doesn't it? I mean, like, <laughs> Probably. Yeah, Although think. the official who brokered the treaty conceded that the outcome may seem strange to some, he likened it to how legal rights are possessed by corporations and other organized entities. Along yeah. with the privileges that come from personhood, the river also ostensibly accepts the responsibility of the status, although good luck trying to get it to show up for jury duty. Yeah, for damn sure. But yeah, if a river can be a person, why can't a person be whatever the hell they want to be? That's true. Damn, that's weird. I like it. I, I like that story. Asked, actually asked the river if it wanted to be a person. You Maybe we're some, assuming... You know, you know the, somebody was out there um, fucking talking to the water. Assuming the species of the river. <laughs> you know somebody was out there chatting with the water, dude. Come on now. You could see it. You could see it. I tell you what. Did you just assume my species, bro? <laughs> Did you just assume my species? I am so offended right now. Whiny, you need to clip that one, too. Whiny-ass river. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, on that happy little note, we're going to pause really quick and hear from a couple of our sponsors. Be right back. Welcome to Paranormal Warehouse. Paranormal Warehouse is the ultimate social media website for paranormal investigators and researchers. Create a profile, add friends, upload video, audio, and photographic evidence, discuss theories and techniques in the forum, create a group for your team, or find a team to join, watch, listen, and comment on evidence uploaded by other users. Join today and support Paranormal Unity. It's free. Visit ParanormalWarehouse.com to join. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. We're waiting for you. Life is a mystery. Confusion is all around us. The truth is out there, but you won't find it here. Maybe it was the ghost of an alien that worked for the government. You know, you remove the alien anal probe out of the story, and it probably wasn't this guy's worst Saturday night. Welcome to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. All viewed through skeptical eyes and the blurry lens of a beer bottle. Listen to Brent and John make sense of it all each week. By subscribing, find us on iTunes by searching Hysteria 51 or anywhere else fine podcasts are sold. All right, there you have it. Big thanks to our uh, pals over at Hysteria 51 and, of course, our good buddies over at Paranormal Warehouse. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. So, um... Are you back with us, my friend? I am. All right, cool. I uh, I came across a story. Uh, it's it's really, really pretty fucked, man. Like I'm pretty sure this guy is about to uh, commit. Um, I don't I don't know. Like I don't hear you anymore. You've got to be fucking kidding me. You have got to be fucking kidding me. You don't hear me at all now. You got nothing. I hear you now. I didn't. You gotta you be cut out fucking there. kidding me. Okay. You can hear me. You can't hear yeah, me. Yeah, but all. I, you you started the story. I didn't hear any of it. I can hear you now. What I was gonna say is this guy is about to commit career suicide. I'm pretty positive. Oh, okay. Um. So a psychiatrist claims that the cause of mental illness is. Demonic possession. Oh, come on. This has been around forever. What? I mean, I'm not saying to you. I'm saying... I don't know, man. I mean, this is one of the things that people think. Yeah, absolutely. Um, It's just the first time that I have ever heard a psychiatrist say as such. You hear weird Bible beaters say this shit all the time. 
You never hear like a, a Maybe license. he's a weird Bible beater. It's very possible. We're about to find out. Let's read on, shall we? Um, a psychiatrist practicing out of his nationally recognized New York office has recently come forth with startling new information on the status of mental illness and where it all stands. Richard Gallagher, a board-certified psychiatrist who also works as an adjunct professor in the Department of Clinical Psychiatry at the New York Medical College, says mental illness, illness excuse me, stems from demonic possession. This is a first in, in the world of psychiatry, not to be confused with the practice of psychology, as most medical practitioners who speak of anything deemed a fringe topic by the mainstream automatically jeopardize both their careers and practice. Gallagher uh, has personally encountered many patients who he believes are controlled by demonic possessions. Um, even recently... for the splash zone. Yeah, yeah. Even recently, the Washington Post reported an interview where the anonymous person claimed that he or she was seduced in the 1980s by a satanic priestess. Dr. Gallagher sees many cases like this all the time while completing uh, his doctorate studies at Columbia. A Catholic priest asked Gallagher whether or not uh, one of his parishioners was suffering from a mental illness. Gallagher sat down with the individual and now tells of the event and patients' abilities to see into people. Um... The patient here in question talked at length about how the people who she never knew died. Uh, she could also tell things about a person and uh, bring out their untold secrets. She performed various exorcisms on six different people, all of whom reported that she began to speak languages which she had never learned before. Gallagher, uh, after talking, or excuse me, after taking all this information into account, determined that the woman was in fact possessed. Now, Dr. Gallagher understands the various ways which his practice can be misconstrued as being something else. He also understands what other psychiatrists in this field think of his work. Uh, superstitions and cases of demonic possession can be pointed out and confirmed as being fraud. But in Dr. Richard Gallagher's career, the only patients who he has considered to be possessed have been able to accomplish the most inhuman of feats. It's pretty interesting shit, man. Like really like I said, again, this is this is uh It sounds like he's already had this reputation for some time though. I don't know. Like it sounds to me like yeah, the church has reached out to him just because he was already licensed uh in psychiatry. Um I, I think that, you know, the the church definitely reaches out many times, especially when dealing with uh, cases of possible p possession. You know, I mean, it's pretty much protocol. I don't know, man. This is fucking crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Never heard somebody say this before. No, let me get this straight. I've never heard a psychiatrist say this before. I've heard many others say this. There's never a psychiatrist. I was I was fascinated by that story. Mm, so I thought so I thought I would share. I thought I would share. It's a nice story, Josh. It is. I thought so. I thought so too. Appreciate the hell out of you, Koopsik. <laughs> oh my goodness. Alright, hit me with a good one. Scientist claims to have decoded crop circles. All right. All right. A former molecular biologist who has been studying crop circles for the last 20 years believes that the enigmatic formations contain coded messages and he has deciphered them. Okay. Dr. Horace Drew detailed his findings at a paranormal conference in Australia last week where he explained or explained that his research is akin to how other mainstream scientists study conventional subjects interesting while paranormal skeptics and academics may beg to differ due to the subject's controversial nature 
Yeah. Drew's scientific background and PhD in chemistry from Caltech suggests that he is more than a mere weekend warrior when it comes to crop circles. Okay. And what he claims to have uncovered hidden in the formations is quite remarkable. According to Drew, his investigation into the phenomenon has led him to conclude that they feature a more advanced binary code than our computers currently use. Uh, the scientist went on to reveal that he has managed to decipher these messages and shared some of them with the audience. Nice. Rather than grandiose screeds featuring the secrets of the universe, the messages appear to be rather rudimentary notes to humanity. Uh, here's one. <laughs> Much pain, but still time. Believe there is good out there. Wow. What message? Wow. While another one declared, Beware the bearers of false gifts and broken promises. Huh. Drew theorized that these messages allegedly contained in the crop circles could be the way that ETs are attempting to establish contact with humans by doing so in a very basic manner since we are so far behind them in intelligence. There again, I have issue with that. They could yeah. be stupid aliens. Just it could like, be. We'll, we'll, we'll put a circle here, dot there, and maybe maybe they're trying to talk to us because we're a higher intelligence. You know, yeah, exactly, because it could be like, look at the pretty shape I'm in the car, Mom. Like, <laughs> you see what I did? <laughs> it says uh, he likened the process to how human scientists have tried to communicate with dolphins here on Earth. However, Drew also proposed a more fantastic possibility for the messages and opined that they could be from time travelers who are using crop circles as directional markers. Shit. That's odd. That doesn't that doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. The uh, anyway, markers for time travel, directional markers. Oh, I thought you were. Travel. Yeah, okay. I thought you were talking about like just marking geographically. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Um, having spent two decades looking at the phenomenon and thus seeing a variety of skeptics attempt to debunk the phenomenon, Drew remains convinced that there. Are, they are more than mere pranks from marketers and ambitious artists. Uh, alas, should this code theory be correct, it seems that only Drew and a handful of other researchers are getting the message so far, but they may change in the future. With the 2017 crop circle season nearly upon us, perhaps those behind the codes will leave behind a message that will cause the world to sit up and listen. I love that. They just called that the, the crop circle season. <laughs> I yeah. love it. Uh, that's great. But yeah, I mean, I... I don't know. I mean... I would think that um, if they were trying to talk to us... Yeah. If they are a quote-unquote more intelligent being... Do you think that they would just be able to learn how to make sounds like we make well, and yeah. what our sounds mean? It probably wouldn't be that difficult, honestly. No, probably wouldn't be. At least they could probably, if they, if they are more advanced and they have more advanced computer systems, you would think that they would have be able to break codes, so to speak, like we can sure, yeah. with computer systems. They should be able to just feed our language into their computer system and just have it spit out what they want to, to say. That's what's up. I mean, we have these things that can go in people's ears and translate what somebody says to you into your ear. That is pretty fascinating. So who, who would think that a, an advanced alien race wouldn't be able to understand us or make us understand them? Right. Unless they're stupid aliens. They could be stupid, man. It could absolutely just be stupid. I don't know. I would tend to agree. They're dumb. 
Got super excited, man. Last night I saw uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane made its way to uh, Hulu. I watched the original Cloverfield last night. Did you? So With I've... my wife. She had never seen it before. Oh, what did she think, dude? She had seen 10 Cloverfield Lane, which, oh. of course, you don't need to see. Yeah, no, no. Cloverfield to see 10 Cloverfield Dude, right, Lane. right. She liked it. She liked Good. it. Um, I, you know, I, you know, actually, I really like Cloverfield, and I've done oh, a yeah, lot of reading on fan theory and stuff like that because the original writer, the person that wrote Cloverfield, yeah. kept it ambiguous, kept it to where he never explained what the monster was or what happened to the monster exactly. or any of that. He just completely, he made the movie and didn't any questions about it yeah for sure but there are things in there that that you can put somewhat of a storyline together yeah um but yeah she really liked it i you know i explained the different things to her what i thought things were and and stuff like that um you know i I can't wait for the next one to come out because supposedly he's going to tie all of them together that's what uh that's what i've heard or that's what i've heard anyway um could be interesting. So in 10 Cloverfield Lane, yes. they don't talk about anything that had happened in New York. So no. it's either going on at the same time or, or has it's not already, the same world, right. same story. So I here's what happened. Last night I lay down in bed. I turn it on because I got all freaking excited. Um, now, obviously, I go to bed uh, at least a couple hours you know, before my wife goes to bed. I'm also up, you know, a few hours before she is. Um, so I put it on, and I drifted off at some point, and it pissed me off because obviously I didn't get to finish it. Uh, I'm planning on doing that uh, this evening, but oh man, I was pissed. But I woke up, and it was really cool because uh, when she came up into bed, it obviously woke me up. But uh, there on the TV screen. Was uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade? I'm like shit. Yeah, that's on dude. Prime too. Oh, is it? Oh, I don't. I don't know if you have Prime, but it's on. I Prime. do. I do have Prime. Ten Cloverfield Lanes on Prime. On Prime as oh, well. Oh, well, maybe I'll just download that SOB right now, and I can just watch it on the old tablet. That way, yeah. Hell yes, man. I like it. I like it. Lots of fun. No, I was super excited though. So, yeah, I, I've with, always uh, I've been wanting to uh, I've people, been wanting to see that. People probably didn't notice. I know I didn't notice it until I read into it. The very last, the very last little clip of them at Coney Island. There's a satellite that crashes into the ocean. Off in the distance, it's just in the background. They don't acknowledge it. It's just back there. You can see it fall out of the sky and splash into the water. Sure. And the theory is that it hit the ground, the bottom of the ocean, and cracked something open, and that creature came from within the earth. Like That's it was hibernating down there or awesome, something. Though. I like it. Or it took a month to grow that big. Because <laughs> it was a month after that. No, it was... Uh, I don't know why, man. I'm a big fan of, like, John Goodman anyway. You know what I'm saying? Um, and, you know, I'm sorry, dude, but anything like J.J. Abrams, anything J.J. Abrams, I'm all about. I'm all about it. Yeah, I'm surprised. Well, I guess they probably couldn't keep it a secret this time. They, they've they announced the third one, and yeah, we all know that just... they're making it, but they did not announce the second one until it was done. Like, yeah, it was they done. didn't announce. It was Super Bowl last year. Yes, they but, did the preview, and nobody knew that it was coming, right. and then it was out within a couple of weeks. It was kind of interesting because people were wondering. I mean, it's a really simple. Are you still there? Oh, fuck me, man. Are you serious? Can you not Maybe hear me? Too. Hi. Are, I can hear you now. Oh, my fucking God. What is going on with <laughs> this stupid shit? But with 10 Cloverfield Lane, that was an easy movie to hide because there's no Dude. big production. No. It, it it all takes place indoors exactly. except for the little field part. Right. Um, now, minimal 
huge uh, cast and crew, I'm sure. Yes, for damn sure. But yeah, people were speculating just because the word Cloverfield was in there. Um, is this a they sequel? Is it a prequel? What is this? Is this the same universe? Base, or Not universe, but you know what I'm saying. Um, is this in the same vein as what was going on before with the original Cloverfield? Like, what is going on? Um, but yeah, slowly the but guy, surely. The guy that wrote it said it's definitely attached, attached to the original right, Cloverfield, but, but he will not speculate on dude. if it's the same universe exactly. to use Marvel terms. No, no, but that's that's a good term to use because it it makes sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's interesting, though. I love it. I freaking love it. So I am excited to uh, go back and finish the film. Because I definitely want to see oh, how so this you ends. haven't because, even seen the no, end. No, I haven't seen the end. I, I watched probably... I probably got halfway through, honestly. Um, it was so well, cool because... talk about it. No, it was bit. just really cool because it's like I'm watching it and I'm like, God, John Goodman plays like such a dick. You know, it's like you seem like such a prick, but then at the same time it's like, or are you compassionate? Like he does such a good job, and so I well, yeah, really. There's a lot of people. I've read a lot of fan theory on Ten Cloverfield Lane as well, and yeah. they. I've read a compelling argument to state every cast member is the bad guy, including what? the girl. What? So yeah, people have broken down the movie, and and wrote this is why John Goodman is the bad guy in the movie. Yeah, sure. And then wrote sure. this is why I don't remember her name. The girl is yeah. the bad guy in the movie. This is why the other guy is the bad guy in the movie. Well, they they use the word monster because it's a monster. Well, it's kind of a monster movie. Let me um, see. Well, it is a monster movie, but it's you know, I think honestly the last I won't even say it on here cuz I don't want to give anything away. I do remember specifically pretty much the last thing I remember from the film. We'll talk about it afterwards. <laughs> like, I just don't want to give anything away if people out there haven't seen it. You know, I would suggest, like, the half of it that I did see, I would suggest watching the shit out of it. Because it was, it's very well done. It is very well huh. done. What's so up? I just noticed on, um, on our Facebook feed. Yeah. I don't know if he's still on there, my buddy Rashid. He said, if someone drowns in that river, is the river then able to be charged with murder? <laughs> That's perfect. I would say, hell yeah, man. I, if, if it was my family member that drowned it, I Sue would the bring fuck a civil out. suit against that river right away. Sue it. Sue the river. I want all the gold in that river. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So what else you got for us, buddy? I'm fresh out over here. Strange planet-like rogue ob- objects spotted in space. Planet-like, though, is what you said. Yes. Rogue object. Means it's not attached to a solar system, right. is it's my just, guess. It's just uh, kind of free-floating, almost. So, this On comes from Mysterious course. Universe. Collision course with Earth. Duh, duh, duh. Uh-huh. Space News has recently been dominated by the discovery of fascinating new exoplanets after NASA announced the discovery of the TRAPPIST-1 system. That's the big announcement we most recently had. Yeah. Uh, the internet briefly lost its mind with conjectures of these possible habited, habitable alien worlds. While those worlds might indeed harbor life, it is far too early to tell based on the distance, which we've talked about on the show before. Just this week, however, a baffling exoplanet announcement by French astronomers has once more caught the imagination of space geeks everywhere nice. and demonstrated that there are plenty of strange new worlds left to discover in the reaches of deep space. Sorry. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, the announcement concerns the object the little... What? Dude, No. No, you cut out. No. Why does this happen to us? Holy God. Are you there? Guys, this is absolutely ridiculous. 
I don't even understand it anymore. I don't get it. Either he cuts out or I cut out, but I'm calling the internet people and I'm like, fucking just raise holy hell. Hey, buddy. Hello. Hi. I don't know what happened. I can hear you the whole time. Oh, really? That's great. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear what I said? <laughs> yeah, no, it's just, yeah, I heard what you said. It's adorable. You were talking about the Little Mermaid. What? You were singing the Little Mermaid the song. fuck I was. I was singing Aladdin. God damn, man. Oh, that's right. It was Aladdin. Learn a, get them all mixed up. Learn a book, man. <laughs> Dude, you're cutting out again. God damn I'm it. Not, I'm st- I, stopped, I stopped talking. So, okay. It's interesting to me because when you cut out on my end, you can still hear me. And when I cut out on your end, I can still hear you. I yeah. think Skype needs to, to get a tongue lashing of, of, <laughs> of biblical proportions. A tongue lashing. Yes, that's right. A tongue lashing they won't soon forget. I'm also going to just, while I've got the tongue out and whilst I'm lashing, might as well lash the shit out of the uh, internet service provider uh, at the same time. Anyways. Yeah. The yeah. announcement concerns the object CFBDSIR 2149-0403. Oh, 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 three. And that changes has, everything. Uh, Never mind. Then okay. it has, um, then it has in parentheses or oh. CFBDSIRJ21497.2-04 0308.9. If you're not into the whole brevity thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the full, the full name. Well, I do appreciate uh, the full name. Anyways, a strange object spotted by astronomers in 2012. Dun-dun-dun, 2012. Maybe it was the Herald. They found it then, but it's still on its way. Anyways, uh, while it first appeared to be a low-mass brown dwarf planet, a study published by researchers at Grenoble's Alps University is showing that CFBD blah 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 might be a rogue planet which does not belong to a solar system possibly the first <laughs> of this kind that we found according to the lead author Felipe Delamore it's a badass name uh, I think it's Delorme <laughs> that name uh, anyways uh, there are two likely hip- hypotheses for the identity of the strange planet like object God, they repeat CFBDSIR 2149-0403 is an atypical substellar object that is either a free-floating planet or a rare high metallic brown dwarf or a combination <clears throat> of both. Can I That was a weird sound. What the hell is that sound? I no, I said can I like No, there was a sound before that. Oh, I'm sorry. Um I it just makes me Never mind. It's just so it's so stupid. Do you think astronomers and stuff like make funny jokes when they have to make uh, make a number two? What like when they're talking, talk, like you know how you're talking to your buddies and you're like, oh my god, I had to go take a deuce, like really bad. Do you think that like one of them gets a little rumbly in the tumbly and they're like, oh my god, dude, I just totally destroyed the bathroom with a low mass brown dwarf. Like, do you think that that's possible? Probably. Jesus, man. <laughs> I'm giving you fucking comedic gold over here. And you're just like, yeah, whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> Damn it. But yeah, so there's this other weird planet thing. <laughs> Maybe it's Planet X. It was found in 2012, for Christ's sake. It's true. It's very, very true. Amazing. Amazing. So there's your end of the world. Well, I do appreciate the end of the world. I do appreciate the doom and gloom. I love it. Absolutely love it. <sighs> Hell yes. Now, for the rest of you fine folks, um, 913-730-7255. That's the Ectoplasm Show phone number. 
can uh, give us a call, leave us a voicemail, shoot us a text. Ectoplasmshow.com, at Ectoplasmshow on Instagram and Twitter. The Ectoplasm Show on Facebook. And also check us out uh, at The Ectoplasm Show on YouTube as well. But hell yeah. You got uh, anything else to add, my friend? Yes, you can also find us on the Pod Bros Network. Our show came out where we were interviewed on Pod Bros Promotions Podcast. What up? Go check them out and you can listen to the most recent episode where they interview us. Hell yes. Lots of fun, great times, and a big thanks to uh, the the awesome peeps over at Pod Bros. Appreciate the hell out of that. So, all right, man. Well, I tell you what, we're going to uh, close it down, and we will be talking to you all very, very soon. Peace out. 